Man Tools is brought to you by EXO Auto Works, Colorado Springs home of the $30 synthetic blend oil change. Includes up to five quarts and standard filter. Additional oil and specialty filters extra. Includes tire rotation and vehicle inspection. Also, $225 front or rear disc brakes. Includes new pads and rotors. Applies to most vehicles. Call now, 719-375-3232 or visit exoautoworks.com to make your appointment. Enharmonic Studios. Enharmonic Studios is a hybrid digital analog facility designed to be quality and affordable to anyone who wants to make history. They have all the tools to help you with your audio and production needs. From tracking demos to full CD productions, reamping, mixing, mastering, and more. Want your VHS to DVD or your old cassettes and records to CD? They do that too. Whatever your needs, they can help. Call today, 719-963-2020, or go to facebook.com slash enharmonicstudios and let them know you found out about them through Man Tools for a special discount. Madrid Maintenance. Besides being our partner for Give Mom a Hand, our community outreach program, Madrid Maintenance offers excellent handyman services in the Colorado Springs area, like sprinklers, light fixtures, electrical, plumbing, disposal and softener installs, drywall, doors, paint, flooring and tile, appliance installs, and more, starting at just $35 an hour. You can reach them by phone at 719-963-2020 or online at facebook.com slash Maintenance. Tell them Mantool sent you for a special discount. Trevor's Beard is brought to you by The Beard Struggle. The Beard Struggle is my go-to for beard hygiene and styling products. They have items you won't find anywhere else, like their heated beard comb and Viking Sea Mineral Mud Mask. I also use their beard wash and conditioner on a regular basis to keep my beard clean, shiny, and manageable. And my wife loves the Viking Storm scent. So you should head over to thebeardstruggle.com and use the code TLANE15, that's T-L-A-N-E-1-5, for 15% off your order. Shit in Spanish, this is America, we have a national language. Check your fucking self, because America does not have a national language. Funny how, uh... It's Father's Day and we just talk about moms. So we just get drawn into it. We just can't. <sighs> to me, the idea of taking a child through a sex change to begin with is just nuts. I think I'm going to go out and oh, out, I'm going to go out here on a limb and speak for all the ladies. Walk down the hill and uh, I'll go down the hill first. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. <laughs>
There it is. Trevor, buttons aren't toys. That's true. <laughs> Welcome to another... Hey, everybody. Hi, everybody. Can you hear us now? <laughs> Welcome to an evening of crippling disappointment. <laughs> Trevor, buttons aren't toys. <laughs> we we got it. Yeah. yeah. Key says we can't hear you guys. <laughs> yeah. We're aware of that. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Keys. This is all Trevor's fault. Everything's my fault. Everything's your fault. <laughs> oh man. Well, I guess we're uh we finally got our poop in a group here. We're ready to start our our little show. So I had a, I had a comment um as from apparently as... a new new listener that we should uh actually tell everybody who we are. Okay. <laughs> Cuz not everybody knows, I guess. Um is it a listener or viewer yeah i don't remember because the viewer you know it's right they should yeah they should see the text um but they were like uh yep i know there's a trevor and an eric but i don't know who's who and why's why and what's probably you know considering we're both in witsack (laughs) it's probably for the best and i was like you're right we don't do that we don't do that like like real shows we don't (laughs) (sighs) we don't he's he's eric madrid that that's trevor lane there you go. There it is. We did it. Now you know who's who and what's what. Right. And we're, uh, we're here to do man tools things. One of us is a man, the other is a tool, and you need to figure out which. Mm-hmm. That's we we'll leave the that game. Up to you. <laughs> it's like show it's game. like Clue. <laughs> <laughs> so, Colonel yeah. Colonel Mustard with the candlestick in the library or whatever. It was a family <laughs> show. You should keep that kind of stuff private. You know. Hey. I need a dog, bro. Oh, oh no. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, looking at dogs. Looking at doggies. So we had an interesting morning. I was on the other end of this whole thing today. Um, I did an interview with Mountain Country one hundred seven three. I saw you post that. I missed the. Uh, I got the app and started streaming it yeah. just in time to hear. Some kind of country music, <laughs> not you. <laughs> anyway, Derek's Bentley or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's by request, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. going down in <laughs> flames or whatever that guy's Jenkins. Anyway, that was an interesting thing being interviewed on the radio. Yeah, being on the other end of the microphone, as it were, that was real interesting. So. I had a good time over there. They were super nice, and their place is really cool. I mean, it's not as cool as our garage behind us, but it's uh, pretty bunker. It's a bunker. Yes. Uh, It's a bunker. Bunker. I should maybe get rid of that arrow showing which way to go Mm -hmm. into the garage to make it look more like a bunker. I don't know. (laughs) Something. We'll find something. We'll, uh, yeah. We can always we'll go in there and paint. We can always move to a different location. This yeah. is a huge, uh, a huge, huge, huge thing area. that we got. Do you know, a huge area. <laughs> we can go wherever a huge we want. area. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, well, what was nice working on terrestrial radio again? It was um, the immediate feedback. Right. So yeah. we were advertising. Madrid Maintenance was advertising our. Um, sprinkler blowout special so there was a there were i was getting text as the broadcast was happening so that was pretty nice right yeah worth it worth it neat dudes over there they should they should advertise with us 
<laughs> They're like, so you were in radio once? I'm like, yeah. I better. It's been a long time since I've been on microphone. They're about like, well, you better watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the whole uh, FCC taking thing, a giant the thing? steaming euphemism right on your head. <laughs> you know, I'm. It'll happen. Yep. So anyway, that was it. That was that was that was not bad. That was a lot of fun. It was different. I'm not gonna lie. So we do have a guest this evening. We right. do. So we'll get back to the right side of the microphones here. <laughs> he uh, he hosts a uh, podcast called One Man's Opinion, um, and uh, I recorded an episode uh, on their show a while back, a couple weeks back. I don't think it's hit yet. Um, I've been looking. <laughs> right. I'm a narcissist. <laughs> when, when I appear on something, I'm like, is it out yet? <laughs> is it up yet? Is it up yet? But I am not going to try to pronounce this gentleman's name. I'm going to let him do that, and I'm going to bring him in and uh, put him up on the screen as long as all of the tech stuff works correctly. Yeah. See, we're Americans, and we can't yep. um, figure out polysyllables. That's right. We can't. So we're going to see. Are you there, my friend? I'll try that on mute. Maybe. All right. Maybe. Hello, yeah, hello. Can you hear me now? Hello? Okay. Okay, then. He's <laughs> probably super ticked off at us for making him get out of bed so early uh, in the morning. Well. Jump into some preferences here. Now everything should be. Hi guys, can you hear me? It's be take two on the microphones tonight. Hmm. Hmm. Yep. I, I can hear you guys. Yeah. 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 Can you hear me? Hang on, we're pushing some buttons Dead. and trying to figure things buttons. out on the fly. Buttons are toys. All right. That's right. <laughs> it's like a real podcast, folks. Almost. Almost. I don't know why we can't hear him. Yeah, I'm not sure. All right. Um... Guys. Oh, Keith says she can hear the guest. Really? Yeah. Come on, Trevor. Okay. Is he on a channel somewhere? I'm. <clears throat> it says that the monitoring is the inbox. Let me try something else and then switch it back. Hello, can you hear us? Yeah, yeah I can I hear you guys. Clear, there we loud. There we Everything's go. Fine. There we go. We've got you. So as I was saying, oh. um, we're dumb Americans, so we can't pronounce your name. So we were going <laughs> to let you you pronounce it. Yeah, uh, I don't think uh, it's just because uh, you guys are Americans or anything. No one can pronounce my name. Um, <laughs> it's a long Indian name. 
um, the full form of, of it is Satyavelu Kunashegaran. But normally, people just call me by the initials, which is S and K. So it's SK. Okay. We can handle that. We can do SK. Satyavelu. Yeah. Yes. You're almost there. Almost. You're almost there. Almost. Yeah, but but don't worry about it, man. Even like, you know, my friends who know me for like two, three years, sometimes they don't know the second part of my name. <laughs> I, I feel <laughs> you. Yeah, I feel you. There's a lot of consonants in there. Well, um, yeah. you uh, you got in touch with us about uh, I I went on your podcast. Um, what was it? Two weeks ago, I think, something like that. Knows how he threw that in there. Uh, two yeah. whole weeks ago, and it's not posted yet. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, we we are in the process of actually editing it. We're almost done with it. Probably will post uh, first week next month. Okay. Um, no rush. I'm not trying to rush it, but I, I, uh, I was going to say, uh, you, you wanted to talk on our show about the me too movement. Um, in yep. particular is what your, um, you know, we, we put out a little form for people to fill out that want to be guests. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting that you want to talk about that now because one of the news stories that we kind of have lined up is about how the, um, in England, mm-hmm. They are, um, I don't know if it's quite a change in their law or if it's like a change in judicial policy, but they don't want, um, sexts, sex text messages to be, um, used as evidence for, uh, proving consent on the part of rape accused, (laughs) Oh. Rape defendants. Right, right. Yeah. Right. I don't know if you've heard about that, but that's a very interesting, because um, conceivably yeah. under that policy, uh, you know, a woman could could send a text message to a man saying, I want you to come, you know, do dirty things to me right now. Mm-hmm. And you can't turn around and say, well, look, she wanted this. That was consent. Interesting. Right. I understand uh, why they did that. I think it benefits from both uh, sides because you see when you have uh, somewhat things done electronically, there's always proof somewhere, right? And normally when people are investigating things, that's the first thing they reach out to because uh, when I check somebody's phone, they have screenshots and all that. You know, like uh, when Snapchat came into the market, right? Snapchat was so popular because there was no proof at it. And if somebody takes a screenshot or whatever, you can see it, right? But what's been happening nowadays is like, uh, especially if you check, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Harvey Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein case. You can see that these females actually like texted him like, you know, like, yeah, I enjoyed it and all this kind of stuff. But the court completely dismissed it. The reason why is because uh, uh, they they claimed that uh, these females did that because uh, they had no other options. Like, they didn't want to make it seem like, um, what do you call? Like, if they do, uh, if they didn't want to do that, probably they won't get the job and all that, right? But his right. side, what they claimed is practically this proves that, like, these females were actually interested in him, right? I always say that the only reason why Harvey Weinstein did uh, ended up getting uh, all the punishments and sentencing and all that, right? Because he's ugly, literally. Like, if he's a Hollywood star and he can prove that, right? People say, yeah, I can see that happening kind of thing, right? But I think because of these kind of things, the 
the court or the justice system who not they are trying to make sure that these kind of proofs do not uh, end up being used and also at the same time you can also trap someone you know what i mean like while you are raping them you can obviously ask someone to take the uh, phone and then text to you and all this kind of stuff but they might not be true form of duress yeah sure that's so um, i can see benefits from both the sides yeah, I mean, that would be the, one of the weirdest things going through my mind if you're right in the middle of an act of violence. Hey, can you hold on a second? Um, we need to, you're going to send this text right now. cover my bases on this. <laughs> yeah, but uh, one of the things that I do think about is like, you know, when you actually end up go meet, uh, meeting someone who's so, uh, what they call like a, like a VIP position as I went and who not, right? They probably won't allow you to take in your phone. So your phone right. is probably oh, yeah. given like a bodyguard or something, and that person can do all of this. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right? Especially nowadays, they don't. They don't want you. Even if everything's fine, they don't want you documenting. <laughs> right. <'Cause laughs> what there's, happened? There's NDAs or there's um, all kinds of other stuff you got to deal with. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I could yeah, see that's that. That's a good point. Yeah, and also like NDAs, right? Um, most of the time, people can actually, like, let's say, if you break the NDA, you need to pay like say five million. But if the case is big enough, maybe the lawyers will say, "Yeah, I will pay your five million. Break the NDA." Right. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. You gotta, I'm gonna get you ten. Yeah. You so, got forty million. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. So it's a lot of like these kind of very uh, what they call weird, sleazy shortcuts that you have that's making all of us confused all the time. Like we do not know what is right, what is wrong. Do you need an NDA? Like, does it even matter? Yeah. Well, but uh, I, I guess back to the the text message. Um, you know, as, as proof of consent. Um, I think instead of a blanket policy though, that should be a case by case. I mean, if, if the accuser can prove some kind of duress, I think that's a different story than if nothing, if there's no other evidence besides the text message saying, Mm. you know, uh, come over and do this thing to me. And then I came over and did that thing to her. (laughs) What was it? Three, three months ago, we had this story about, the cab driver who the woman went out drinking all night and then got busy with some dude in the alley and then tried to blame it on the cab driver and he used his cell phone to show I he wasn't remember that. like he, he was an uber even, guy so he, he was, was an uber like, guy he yeah. was he had a fare yeah, and he the, was across town the uber app showed that he was nowhere near yeah. where this happened he yeah. did pick her up dropped her off at another bar where right. she said she was out yeah so uh, that yeah, that's would have right. this is a if you ask me, I think this is a situation where uh, it's either, but this is not in US, right? This is in UK, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But that story was also in the UK, which I find dubious that now the British prosecution guidelines are being uh, uh, revised. Yeah. Because that exonerated that Uber driver. Yeah, I think if you use it to show that you are innocent, in a way that, but not to prove it as consent, it might work. If you know what I mean, it's a completely different thing. Yeah, one is to I, show that I'm innocent. The other one is to show that that person consented to this. Right. Yeah. The one situation is I wasn't there. I wasn't even there. The other situation is she wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, yeah. yeah, it's different. It's nuanced. It is nuanced. Yeah, um, and also like uh, you know the UK and US uh, justice system, right? Uh, they have different systems. Like you guys have juries, they don't. Yeah. Right. right. So yeah. if the judge keep throwing out that particular proof, 
as uh, cannot like you know some problems with the proof and they keep disapproving the proof then the, if they have like let's say about 200 out of uh, say 250 cases where th those kind of proofs cannot be used then it makes sense for them to make it a law so people won't even try in that mm -hmm. particular realm and waste the the court's time that's what happens in malaysia as well yeah something like that because uh that's what happens in malaysia as well because we follow the uk system so we don't have a jury to convince and, and change people, people's mind. It's one guy, the judge, and he's just listening. So normally, if they see a lot of precedents being set that the previous judges and who not have followed that particular steps, then they have to follow it. Mm -hmm. they, if they want to change it, that will involve a lot of different deliberation. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. So, so it could be a lot of things. It, it could be a lot of things. But yeah. I can also see this as a way to protect males as well. Actually, tell you the truth. How, how would it? How do you think it would protect males? Because because I'm coming from the position that most people accused of rape are males, um, and that this this idea that uh, you know, being able to pull up text messages that say, "Well, no, I was asked to come over here and literally you know do this thing, <laughs> do this exact thing." <laughs> Uh, that it would that it would point to exonerating males, right? Uh, so the if the person cannot prove consent through that, that's one way to think about it. But then, like when you look at it in a perspective where somebody gets targeted, and then the person actually uh, what you call uh, say I'll I'll give you another example, right? Let's say I'm working with someone. And and I supposed to send something to my wife, but then I ended up sending it to my coworker who is a female. Okay. Right? But yep. now, now although I did that, and she comes and say something else, I can actually use this to say that yeah, this this is not valid. This was accidentally sent. Huh. Yeah. Well, I mean that's a, that, how many times do you send? Yeah, man. How many times do you send dick pics to your coworkers, not your wife? Though that's 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 the thing. No, 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 no but but I'm just saying like I that. They, it it kind of protects both the sides, but I kind of understand where you guys are coming from as well. Which is why I say this is a very sleazy, weird space well, to discuss. Well, I'll tell you what, things. I sent I sent my drummer from twelve, fifteen years ago some kisses, and it went to him instead of my you know old lady at the time. And 15 years later, we're still sending each other kisses <laughs> every time I talk to him. <laughs> like, What's up, man? He's like, oh, hey, bro. How you doing? Kiss, kisses. Kiss, kiss. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, but you know, when it comes to male to male kind of thing, you know, in a, in a bro to bro level, it's, it's okay to do all this. But then sometimes, you know how females, uh, I mean, Disclaimer, I'm not targeting anyone. But then when I say females, right, normally everything is good until they don't like you. And yes. then everything yeah. can be used That's as bad, true. which yep. is a very weird situation. Like it's a complete flip, right? Things that you did when it's good will mm -hmm. suddenly end up being bad. Yes. Like yeah. example, let's say uh, you drive someone every day. Example, example. I'm not targeting anyone. I'm just, I'm just pulling examples from my head, right? Let's say you drive someone every day, right? And there's no complaints at all. And then something happens and they don't like it anymore. And then and then you still drive them, but now they complain about how fast you drive, how careless you are and all these sure. things because they don't enjoy your company. So that's just a very small example. But then I can give way more examples compared to these but that you all, can see how things can flip. They'll all be the same. It's a... It's, it's a... 
it's it's the difference between men and women you know it's a, it's a fundamental difference it's an archetype between the personalities of, of men and women that we're like okay well we're going with the flow everything's groovy everything's groovy and we said something at some point six weeks ago and now they don't now we're no longer on the uh, sexual or physical interest radar and now everything annoys them right yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but I also think that like you know evolutionary uh, wise, that most of the time males, if we don't like something, we kind of use uh, physical strength or like physical ways to show it. Sure. But then females kind of have to manipulate using emotional levels to kind of well, come back at guys. Because if yeah. a girl comes at me nine out of ten times, I'm probably gonna win the fight. I mean, well, I'm not saying girls are weak again, but no, no. So they the just only have... way to oh, go ahead. Yeah, continue. Oh, they just have their own tools. Men men react with physical violence and and uh, you know physicality or you know violent tendencies. That's just how we react to uh, that kind of stimulation. Women work with different tools. They work with you know a verbal and hyperbole and um, uh, you know they attack character. They they use the it's a different tool. Now again, we're not saying this. This always we always work with the eighty twenty rule, <laughs> you know, eighty percent do it. There's, there's the twenty percent that don't. But it is by and large, you know, men react physically and have uh, uh, aggressively. And the way women tend to act aggressive is they're not going to come up punch you in the face. They're going to talk shit about you and nag on you and you know be be aggravated. Yeah, exactly. So when you think of it in that way then it doesn't make sense for a guy to kind of go and flip stuff. It's very weird because we're not wired to do that. But then for a female, that's like a de facto way to think about things, like things mm-hmm. that was okay before this can turn annoying really fast. And again, that's not just us pulling, you know, shit out of the air. This is, their studies been done on this. So, you know, this is, this is what the documentation says. Yeah, but... With that said, right, I've seen some very weird guys who can also do this and do it better than girls. I've seen some very, very weird guys who can actually, like, you know, uh, figure out, like, oh, on this day, this, 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 you say this. But then they won't say it until, like, six months after. And you'll oh, be like, yeah. bro, I, I don't even remember I saying this. Right? So, like, yeah. I think, as you say, like, the 80-20 principles kind of apply. There yeah. are guys who do stuff like this. But most of us kind of don't bother with things like this. Yeah, that would be an, a bit of an outlier, I think. Um, that's that's more that's more a female trait to remember six yeah, months but, ago. Well, that's why. <laughs> yeah, but that's I saw this really great truck today. It was um, it was all pink and it was it was uh, uh, Nancy's plumbers, all all female plumbers, and I'm like, yeah, that's probably good because chicks like bringing up old shit. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to your letters. Yeah, but uh, I can't one of believe Keith hasn't given me the finger yet. I'm I'm actually pretty shocked. Uh, so one of the things that uh, wait, wait, I, I want to add to what we just talked about, right? Um, when I see younger kids nowadays, like I'm talking about somebody who's about 15 to 23, maybe that range, you will see that they're more likely to actually not get violent, but do the very like you know I would. I will go figure out what you did in Twitter. I'll figure out where you did what. I will go see your history and then I'll try to cancel you because they are not primed to confront oh, okay. people face to face. I like that. Cancel right? you. I've, yeah. 
yeah, like kids nowadays, right? They are geared to say like, yeah, I will cancel you, and I'm uh-huh. like, yeah, bro, yeah. I'm not. I'm not like a software or something. You cannot like just minimize me and go on. I know what I'm doing, kind of thing, right? So they are not primed like to actually take it to a point that I'm gonna confront you and then I'm gonna figure out what is right, what is wrong, and we're gonna you're gonna end with one conversation here. So if you look at people who are younger and you talk to them. They will say things like, uh, let's say you talk to somebody younger, right? Say uh, you talk to somebody 15. They will say like, yeah, I don't like this guy, so I'm gonna go figure out what he does online, everything, do 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 do, and then I'm gonna try to do something that's gonna embarrass him. And I'm like, yeah, that that's that's like super, super weak, man. Like mm-hmm. in my head, that doesn't make sense because you wanna spend like what 200 hours researching someone when you're supposed to be doing something else. So yeah. So like now when we are talking because we we are not in that generation where we can cancel someone. So like we don't relate to that. But then if you talk to younger people, you will see that they have the tendency to act the same way. Because a lot of violence nowadays is not cool. Like if you're a guy and you're violent, people don't think it's cool anymore. Right? So most guys are very, very prone into like acting like females uh, as well. That's not the modern tough guy. They're the right. modern tough guy is the guy that can find it's like a Weasley dirt investigator. <laughs> yeah, the yes. modern the modern tough guy is a social justice warrior who like you know idolizes females and don't touch guns, no do any of that, and then he's just like you know, uh, super hipster with like hair dyed out and all that. That's like the modern tough guy who can go on a keyboard and cancel someone. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, that makes me sad. Well, here's the here's the <laughs> flip side of that. The guy who's getting canceled is also a bitch because. He's he's, oh yeah, I'm embarrassed about my proclivities. I'm not. Find all my skeletons, throw them out there. I'll be like, yep, I fucked up sometimes. Guess what? Here we go again. I'm gonna fuck up again yeah. at some point. It's gonna happen. So I yeah, don't, that, that's no, what. I don't worry uh, about him. That's what happened with Kevin Hart. Like, uh, you know, the situation with Kevin Hart and Oscars. I, well, I kind of. Are you talking about um, the the homosexual kind of joke that uh, yeah. homophobic joke uh, that he put out on Twitter, and then they found about it like eleven years after that. Yeah, he said he said something like, like uh, "If I found out my son was gay, I forget what he said he would do, but something fucked up." Yeah, was, he, he said like, I will hit him or something like that. It, there was a yeah, punchline. There was that. a punchline, and it was a joke. It was clearly a joke. Um, yeah. And it was when he when he uh, when he was put up to possibly host the Oscars, I believe it was. They it suddenly it. became yeah, a thing, and it was like ten years before. Uh, yeah. No, the thing is, right? Uh, he was his his um, main dream. Like you see, like his comedy and stuff like that, right? He always said that every single comedic legend kind of thing, they all have hosted Oscars. And he said, when I do that, I know I've reached the uh, right. my star kind yep. of thing, right? The moment it was announced. The same day it was announced and everything, suddenly that became an issue. All, all, although he already apologized for it like eight years ago. And he yeah. already deleted the tweet, everything. So they kind of brought yeah. it up to, to kind of be like, oh, I don't like you and I'm mm-hmm. going to cancel you. Yeah. Right? And then, I mean, and that's like, kind of weak sauce because that's weak sauce because Kevin Hart's a little dude. You could have beat him up easy. Well, he, see, he it, didn't have to. Here's what I don't get. He could have really flipped that and been like, "Oh, it's because I'm black, isn't it?" Yeah, and, and he, just and he didn't. I mean, I'm not saying you should pull no. a race card in that, but you could very quickly go, "Oh, you're you're all racist." Right. <laughs> but he didn't. Yeah, oh, but boy. 
But nice. he didn't want to do that because I I kind of understand the moment he play the black card and then it will become another thing where you have to like you know maybe right. in a year or two people will use that as an well, example because and it, nowadays like it also becomes a uh, well you're not hosting just because you're talented it's because you're black you know if if you if you pull that card then they pull it becomes that card a oh you're an equal opportunity higher kind of that's thing. a firefight yeah. Mm-mm. I can see. Yeah, that. but I think what he did was quite, uh, quite, uh, what you call, admirable because yeah. he said, "You don't drop me, I drop myself," and then he quit yep. saying that Classy. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, classy. Right? And yeah, and they had not much time to like replace him, so that year they did not have any host. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. we volunteered, like, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they didn't want us. They didn't want us at all. They're like, wait, wait, wait! No, no, no! We fired Kevin Hart. For things much less bad than, than you guys have you done. Guys say. Yeah. <laughs> Keys is awesome. She says, uh, "No, that is funny because I dated a chick once and she drags up shit all the time." <laughs> Truth. And Keys she also awesome. she also points out that she's not the average chick. She confronts things head on uh, and deals with it and moves on. Uh, yes, that would not be the average chick. No, that would not be. <laughs> one of our listeners in um, Sacramento. Right, right. You guys are live streaming. Yes. Right. Oh, yeah. I was wondering if you guys had had like an audience in front of you guys, and I was thinking, wait, wait, who's this? No. That would be cool, though. That'd be pretty rad. We've had live audiences before, just you know, several people in here, and it it is a different um, it is a different show. It is a different show. It's fun, but Rona. The corona. Yeah, it's been crazy. Can't have people around. Yeah, but but in line with what we are talking about, right? I also think that uh, people kind of take canceling others like sports nowadays. Like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they they put so much effort into it. Like people are developing certain kind of fitness for it, meaning that some people are so good in canceling others. Maybe they have like a database of like these are the two hundred things that we can cancel people over. Then they run through the database with like whoever they want to cancel and they can figure out how to cancel someone. Like there's always ways to cancel someone. Like, you know, not to say cancel someone, but there's always ways to like figure out something that someone did wrong. Right. And then I guess, I guess the, uh, the game is whether or not that's enough to get them turned into persona non grata, Mm -hmm. um, which is how sad is that? I think that's tragic. Like, your life's work, you know, if, if, and I don't even like the guy's work, Ray Romano, everybody hates Raymond, Ray Romano. Yep. If somebody yep. threw some shade on him, that would suck that his whole life's work goes down the toilet. All of those years of television writing and producing and stage comedy and everything he did. Well, there, there's a real life example, Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Oh and my God! You... I don't understand why people can say Louis C.K. did anything wrong because he asked for permission before he did anything. Yeah, every every time, and he, he did not. Yeah, every... and he did not lock them in the room. No, no, no. Every time he was like, "Look, I'm gonna pull my penis out and play with it. Uh, whoever's cool with that, go ahead you and can stay." Walk out. <laughs> yeah. Whoever doesn't like that, leave. Even Sarah Silverman, who's a big like leftist weirdo kind of. Mm-hmm. jumps on board with a lot of this cancel type stuff was like, no, Louis, you know, I thought it would be funny. It was funny. 
<laughs> whatever that means. Whatever that you means. Know. Um, but I think the mistake was he apologized for it so much that yes. he kind of canceled himself. There's a if well, I'm Louis C.K., I will just figure out how to make a whole special about just about these kind of things. It, well, that that, is, that would be that would be one approach. I would I would say this: it, anyone that finds themselves in that position, the number one thing is don't apologize at all. Don't if you can if you can don't even acknowledge that they're accusing you right. or 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 trying to cancel you. Just yeah. static. It's you know, you go radio silence for like three months. Yeah, like, and then like what do, I do your thing. Bill collectors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I think what happened was Louis C.K. Right, he was such a big personality at the time that he had like a huge PR team behind him, and this PR team is full with like those uh, people who are like you know into social justice, in apologizing oh, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. They are not prepped to like handle that kind of situation. So when that happened, the only thing they did was like, yeah, apologize for it. Show that you care. Show that you really. Like you know, did not mean anything bad, kind of thing, and then that right. flipped because now everyone is like, "Yeah, we are getting to him. Let's go even harder." Yeah, Double like let's go hard. Well, and the, and the you, you can see proof of the, uh, the idea that capitulation doesn't work or that it's that it's never enough with um the, <laughs> and and that not apologizing is the right approach. Um, I don't know if you saw. A while back, there was a, a situation where some Black Lives Matter uh, rioters, I'm not going to call them protesters, no. when they get to the, the point that they got to, um, <clears throat> they came into like an outdoor restaurant and were demanding people hold up their fists and say Black Lives Matter. Well, all the people that yep, did, that still, that. well, everybody that, that, that went along with what they wanted, that wasn't good enough. And the one guy who was like, no, fuck you, we're not yeah. doing that. Uh, they moved on and left him alone because they weren't going to get a response from him. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's part of it is that they want a response. That's all it is. And if you uh, either give them zero response or clearly not the response that they think is appropriate, mm-hmm. they uh, find another target, it seems. They move on because, well, look at it, look at it in nature. You know, the 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 opportunist predators are going to, you know, if you're, if you're limping around they're they're all going to come get you. All the coyotes will just right. come tackle you. But if you're still kicking, even the lions are like, eh, I don't know, man, I don't want to get kicked in the face. So it's uh it's, it's a thing. It's how it works. Yeah. But even if you look at situations that's like um, on the other side, right. Um, so this is like, people who are who are actually just doing their own things and other people want them to follow but then if you look at it the other way that people who are actually uh, let's say those people who are actually protesting and then there is a subset of them who are actually doing the rioting but then yeah. there's another set that's outside of these two they're not even protesting they're just rioting right sure yeah they don't they don't have so, the uh they don't have the ideal at right. all. They just want to go. They want to go do stuff. Steal stuff. <laughs> well, we yes. Uh, one of our one of our other guests a few weeks back, uh, Steve Huckabee. We talked about drift. We talked about the fact that when a, a great cause it doesn't matter any great cause comes to fruition, that you know assholes join up and drift away from the original intent of the mission and turn it convolute it dilute it 
and make it into something it's completely not. And that's right. And the shitty fact is that's what gets seen on the news. That's what gets covered is that 20% of assholes doing asshole shit. Yeah, that's that's because that's sexier for the news uh, stories to pick up and talk about. It sells more. You don't want to talk about. You don't want to talk about peaceful protesting and all that because it's just like a bunch of people walking. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, it's awesome by its own, but then it's not as awesome that you want to put it as like the first news, first page, whatever. Hmm. Well, it's it's not a story. Right. That's just a a regular day. That's just shit that happened. Every everybody got along today. <laughs> everybody got cool. Along today, cool. You well, know? I I kind of like the internet when it was just cats, you know, cat videos and porn. I mean, I really miss those days. <laughs> MySpace, when you can find a cool band. But did you guys uh, follow uh, what happened with Chris D'Elia? Yeah, I, I have. That- I I do. I dabble in some stand up comedy, so yes, I've I've, I've yeah, paid so- some attention to that. Yeah, he recently got into uh, a situation where people say that he's uh, he likes to engage and okay, allegedly he likes to engage and talk to minor uh, people who are my in like you know younger than eighteen years old, yep. and yep. that became a big story. And then he had proof that he did not know what's the age. Well, he had, and that's he, a very he at least had proof that the only the only. Uh, uh, alleged victim and this was smart on his part he just released all of his text messages he was like look here it all is um but when he did that the only one that said their age and said that they were underage he was like cool i'm not talking to you anymore Mm -hmm. and that was where the messages ended um which but he's you know it was one of those things where again it's not enough he never i don't know that he ever apologized because he he just did the Cool. You guys want to see these messages? No, he didn't apologize. Go. He didn't apologize. That's the best yeah. part. I was I was waiting for him to like fuck up and apologize, like, but then he never did it. And I was like, yes, yes, that's the right way. Just here, yeah, because then they come after you. Yeah. So for everybody joining in with us, this is Man Tools Media. Uh, we're here with SK and uh, from the One Man's Opinion podcast, and we're chatting a little bit about the. Uh, well, sort of oh, the Me Too. Some cancel movie. culture, some cancel Me Too culture. stuff. So yeah. if you want to get in on that, um, jump in our chat thread or uh, at the watch party or um, Trevor will throw up the phone number on the screen here real quick. Yeah, we can. And uh, you guys can actually call into the show and uh, chitty chat with us. Put in your five cents because two cents isn't yeah, worth much anymore. that's right. <laughs> Inflation, yeah, going back baby. to Me Too, right? Yeah, going back to me too, right? I want to discuss something that 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 you might, you guys might have an interesting opinion. So you guys know who is uh, Sheryl Sandberg, right? Uh, CEO of Facebook. She's like one of those uh, females who's very pro into like you know, uh, getting females into technology and all that, right? I kind so of, she, kind of, yeah. Yeah, she's like uh, second to Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook, right? right? So she's talented and all that. But I saw an interview recently that she did uh, with CNN where she said that uh, within a corporate kind of environment, uh, managers or senior managers who are who are males are more likely to have a one-on-one meeting or dinner with another male compared to females. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because of the yeah. Me Too movement. Like I... Yeah. Right. 
and, and and that's one of the things that I always think about because like you know sometimes you want to have like a let's say you have a female that's working with you who you really know is going to be your successor which means like when you move up that person should take your role right so you already know that you need to mentor this person but then nowadays if you do anything that people assume that's dodgy or people assume that oh they are having dinner all the time together oh this is something happening between them all this kind of stuff right then that could become another problem by itself right you you have to keep the um um the persona really well you you have to do it you have to do it's, it's basically reputation protection it's not even me too you know it's i want to keep this all on level i and i think this i'll get to this in a second but i think it's the reason why the open floor plan offices are going into effect so heavily especially in the tech world oh it's just cooler no it's actually really sucks like i've i've seen the big offices yeah. in cupertino and <laughs> san jose you know I, I live there for a while and i've seen the big offices and they're all open floor and it's all glass and you can see everything. Well, there's a reason because the thing is like, like I, I live in a, in a, in a culture where, you know, you have to have private conversations, but you can't do it behind closed doors. So Trevor and I need to have a conversation and we don't want anybody to hear it. You know, we're in a group of people or something like that. We can go step off to the side out in the parking lot, be in full visible sight of everyone and have a private conversation. Right. And then no one could say, oh, well, you know, they're fooling around in the back cupboard or whatever. That needs to happen. I think that just is, that's a reputation saver. Like, I'm, I learned that crap a long time ago. You know, working with women, having female bosses, having the boss bring you into the office. And then, you know, this was like college for me. When You know, you have a female boss, they call you in to chew you out because I fucked up a lot in college. Like, I came home. I went to work drunk all the time. Like it just happened. <laughs> so, uh, they'd have to call me and reprimand me or whatever. And then HR would get involved. And cause somebody's like, Oh, well, the, you know, Eric's in her office, like for an hour every day, I'm not having any fun getting my ass chewed. And it's not. So there was, there's a lot of that. It goes both ways. You know, I, I think, uh, in this day and age, you can have a private conversation and have a have a decent mentoring situation without any innuendo or um, um, slanted things uh, shade getting thrown at you. I think people just yeah. lack the common sense or the appropriateness. Well, um, what was what was strange is I don't know if you remember when Trump first got elected, uh, the vice president. Pence said, I will never have a one-on-one dinner with a female <laughs> colleague, right? Yeah. Something to that effect. Yep. I will never be in a yep. position where I'm one-on-one with a female I, who works here. Unless his wife is around or something. Right. Like something like that. And everybody went, yeah. oh, sexist. And it's like, I immediately was like, no, 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 I get it. No, you're covering your you're, <laughs> It's a CYA. CYA. <laughs> right. Yeah, so like you see, when it comes to the corporate culture, right, it's not only because men do not want to mentor these people and all this. This is just like the after effect of all these things that's happening. So that you just want to protect yourself, and number one. And number two, it's way easier if the person is a guy because you will just be able to go have a drink and talk about it until late night, even one o'clock, whatever. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Right? 
and a lot of times uh, when it comes to like uh, yeah so like i have been talking to like you know leaders within like uh, the the business leaders within south asia and all this right this is a very very big concern because you see in us people are not very bothered by gossips and all that like although they are but it's not as bad as like how it is in south east asia where people get bothered a lot if say like you are 50 and you're mentoring someone who's 25 and other people might talk ill about it like you know they might might talk at it like in sense like oh this uh, girl is just talking to this guy to get a promotion or what not and everything and that could be a big impact because everyone will talk about it more and it can it can become a big thing in in south asia compared to like what's happening in us and uk and all this because i worked with people from there mm-hmm. as well so i can see like how the impact is way worse here even oh, if no. you have the best in- intention as a as a leader right it's I... not easy for you to do all that because people will view it differently well i think you got to understand too like the united states is fucking huge like Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm generalizing here. <laughs> so, so like the state, like I, I don't give two shits what another state is doing culturally, because my state does this thing. It's, it's just, it's so vast. Like I don't get, um, I don't get to see all of the microcultures that happen all over the just the United States. Um, and and our our mainstream media is not a, a valid example of of. American culture whatsoever. Right. Yeah. Having traveled this country extensively and lived in other parts of this country, I can say that in the tech world, San Francisco, South Bay, um and even to some extent some of the hippy dippy shit that goes down like Venice Beach, you know, that kind of a lot of stuff in California those people rely on reputation so what you're talking about translates to that part of our country very very well that i've noticed um texas yeah. not so much nobody gives a shit you talk shit they'll knock you in your teeth and I, i think i think that's where you're hitting the nail on the head <clears throat> it was it was media outlets that had that went oh that's not feminist right to for, for pence to say i'm not going to have dinner with a female colleague without my wife there um where ever Every other married man who was a professional <laughs> of any kind was like, no, 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 that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Because <laughs> then there is zero question. Also, you're not coming home. Like, even if even if you're not in a pu- in the public eye where where the media can get a hold of, oh, Pence had dinner with so and so, even if that's not the case, I don't want to come home and have my wife go. So how was dinner with Jennifer? Oh yeah, that's not something I want to deal with. Not that my wife is the type that would do that. She really is. But uh you you don't want even the supposition or accusation that no. maybe something fishy we, went on. We as adults play this game it's called avoid the hassle. <laughs> it's a fun game. <laughs> the rules are very simple. You just have to follow them all the time. Like if you don't want if you don't want to catch shit you don't start shit that's just it's super simple i would never put myself in a situation where uh i have a female employee that i show any kind of favoritism to and that's where this whole this is where me too kind of got screwed up because now like i'll take the boys out whatever like you know i'll i'll go out with trevor or zach or whoever just one on one no problem but if i have a female employee it's everybody 
Right. It's it's, yeah. it's all of us at a at a neutral location or none of us. So it's like we're not going. I don't want any. I just don't want any shade. Yep. Yep. It's too risky nowadays. Yeah. So, like, uh, what do you think is the solution for this? I always ask this to people just to see what they think. Meaning solution as a whole, not just for males, right? Like not to protect ourselves, but I'm just well, thinking like, what is the solution? And what what do you mean by the solution? The solution to the problem of Me Too or the solution uh-huh. to the problem of uh, taking women out to dinner? <laughs> the solution with. for the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the solution to actually like, you know, doing the one, one-on-one and everything uh, while you're working with someone. Say you have no bad intentions. Well, 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 apparently we can't text consent anymore, so <laughs> I can't be like, hey, can you text me to say it's cool that we went to dinner? Oh, by the way, can you text me that it's cool that I hold the door for you even though we're not dating? Can you text me to say that I have consent to pay the bill even though we're not? I'm not going to get my dick sucked later? Can we please have a text message that says, well, that isn't going to work. I, I think... Um... <clears throat> It is it is a strange thing. I think in a professional setting, um, what you have to have are glass doors. Uh, you know, if you're talking about an office. Yep. Um, so yeah, maybe nobody hears what you're saying, but they can see openly that you are not touching them. Mm-hmm. You're not, uh, you you're know, not physically engaged in any manner. Right. Um, yeah, but you see, most of the time when you're working, right, uh, you are not you're not like super free or like you're kind no. of busy throughout the day until you True. like, you know, eight to five, you're, you're probably really busy. Right. Yep. So normally this kind of mentoring and whatnot happens after five. Uh, yeah, we, we cannot. I don't Well, yeah, like in, I don't, it, you, corporate world, I'm assuming was what we're, what we really get into trouble with now. Yeah. But even, yeah. even if you take like the tech startups and corporates and all this, right. Normally you're quite busy from eight to five. Yeah. Well, so then you guys, if you want to really, you yeah, tech guys, you guys are, I've hung out with you all at your happy hours. You guys are raging alcoholics. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm and saying. So, like, that, if you so s- then it, that's where all those socializing happens is at the happy hours after work, which gets you into trouble because of the whole, you get plowed and you <laughs> lose a little bit of your uh, <laughs> inhibitions there. Well, correct. It, the, the solution that comes to mind with that taken into account is um, which, which I know productive people don't like to hear this, but I would have a strict once we're done with work. That's it. We're not talking about work stuff. Uh-huh. If we're having a beer, we're having a beer. Uh, everyone's going to be around. So there's not going to be any, uh, you know, if I'm going to take you under my wing kind of thing, that's not happening. You should have made time to come to me if I'm a supervisory type. Right. And made that happen during the work day. Yeah. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't see, I don't see many other options. Now, with the kind of more, um, you know, less office oriented, you know, maintenance type stuff, yeah, construction, right. whatever, um, that becomes a little different. It does because the job yeah, is yeah. the job, but the the running of the business. If you're grooming, like he was saying, if you're grooming someone to take over, that is after hours, right? You know, or intermittently. Uh, we have a like recently, right? I was talking to a friend. Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, continue. Oh, uh, we have a comment from California. Things can't be one on one. You have to 
have someone be a, a witness or moderator. Um, yeah, but it can't, let me it can't give an be example. a he said, she said situation. Yeah, I'll give you an example exactly like what happened with my friend, right? And he explained the situation and why he did this to me kind of thing. So I kind of understand like what happened, right? So my friend, he's a, he needs to travel with his team or like people whenever like, uh, because he does like trainings and at the same time, he do like uh, uh, events and all this kind of stuff. So they do like, you know, uh, corporate training for tech companies and all this. So when they do travel, he prefer to hire more males because when they travel, most of the time, you're going to be like away with your team way longer. So normally when it comes to the females, right? When you're traveling, there's no choice. You're going to be around that person for like, I don't know, 20 hours or like 16 hours, whatever, easily. And it becomes kind of weird because if let's say you guys go out to drink and whatnot, and then if let's say they kind of do something like, you know, they advance towards you or they see something that's like, you know, they are drunk or whatnot. And if it's a guy, then if he does something weird, the only thing you have to do is like probably like uh, push him into the car and then drive back to the hotel and then put him on the floor. But then if it's a female, you cannot do any of this because the next day it could be interpreted as something else. Uh, sure. Yeah. So so what we're we're dancing around here with this Me Too thing is that there is now this huge fear and a backlash on hiring policies because of... Well, in particular on the part of men who are in some kind of uh, position of being in charge yep. to women. Um, the other thing I, I think that can be useful is let's take advantage of technology. We've seen firsthand, uh, I don't know if you remember, kind of when a lot of this... Uh, recent police brutality stuff kicked off there was a huge demand on a kind of an anti-police demand for um um what do they call in those the, cameras. Oh, the body cams body cams yeah, body cams and then when the body cams started basically i'm making i'm i'm sweeping with a large brush yes generally those body cams started proving that the police weren't doing anything wrong <laughs> they were being there assholes was, there was but they weren't doing anything they weren't legally, doing anything illegal, illegal. Um, it became, oh, well, now the body cams are a problem. Now we got to defund them. I got to go. <laughs> it's, so it's like everybody want, you the, want, they uh, want it both ways. The, the potential solution, I guess, to, to avoiding the me too thing, uh, if you want to have generally the same kind of, uh, corporate or office environment, I think is you get one of those pens. It's also a camera. You tuck it in your pocket, your shirt pocket. It sees everything that goes on. Uh, if you're worried about if, now, now if there's a situation with like NDAs or uh, security clearances, you don't use it when you're actually in the office. You save no. it for the after hours thing. Or 1984s. Or <laughs> smacks really bad of George Orwell, bro. But I'm just saying, I know. you I know. <laughs> you go ahead, you make the you document everything that's happening. Uh-huh. So that then if you get accused of anything, you have the evidence to go, whoa, 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 that is not what happened. Here's timestamp A to B where she says that this happened. And here is clearly evidence of me. Uh, We had a beer. We talked about A, B, and C. And then you can see me get into an Uber and go home. Uh Uh, I don't know what happened after that. Not my problem. (laughs) It's that, again, here we are. We're. 
men in positions of authority or I wouldn't call it power per se. We're just, we're the, because realistically, let's talk about owning a business. You're not the one in power. You're just one with the most work. It's yeah, just exactly. more work to do. It's right. not. I'm not empowered. I'm just. I got more shit to do. You're the one who's I'm losing, not getting paid for. You're the one who's gonna lose money if things don't work out. Yeah, I'm the one. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't understand why people want want plaudits and power and shit. It doesn't. That's not what a title is. A title is more work. Right. And sometimes you get paid more. That'd be great for doing more work. When when things work out. Yeah. Well, when it works yeah. out well. But. Here we are. One I, more thing on the list to worry that's about. That's why I make more than you here. No, I'm just kidding. That's exactly right. <laughs> none, of us, none of us make any money here. <laughs> I make sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, but one of the things that I also think about, uh, I was speaking to the brother of one of my friends, and he mentioned that how uh, in his university, okay. yeah, in his university, um, like if let's say you go back home with a girl and both of you guys are drunk and you do whatever you do. And then the next morning, if the girl decides that she want to call it rape, she can. And the university will, will take action against you. It, yes. And in a lot of jurisdictions, like, that is becoming the case. Yeah. No, the university actually told him that will be the case. Like, yes. he will Oh yeah. At a college. Yeah. Against yeah. You. yeah. That's, that's what yep. we're saying. Many of those. And I was like, and you know that like they don't have any juries or nothing like that. It's just a university nope. board, and they kind of decide straight away. But the the flip is so I have I have an interesting opinion here when it comes to universities that that have this uh, issue. Um, I agree that it's a problem that they don't have any due process, uh, as we would call it here in the U.S. Um, the flip though is, at least from what I understand, these university courts can't do anything to you except expel you right which that's a big deal it is it's a, a big problem deal. you lose you lose your scholarship your, but, your education. but there is a there's an impression that's given particularly on the part of men's rights activists and those are three really bad words that yes <laughs> that these colleges are acting like courts and sentencing people to something no it's not like they're you. they're being put yeah. in prison or you know yeah, they're, if they're getting sanctioned, your, your future is being changed. Yeah, and and it's it's I'm sure at the moment when you're a 20 year old kid and you're not in college anymore, that's a huge. I'm not trying to minimize that, but some of the impression that's being put forward is that it's the same as being put in jail mm -hmm. or or sent to prison, or that they have the authority to do that in some way. To, yeah, to do something beyond just take you out of school. Yeah. Um. Now again, the flip is. I agree. If they're going to even go through the motions of acting like a fucking court, let's at least pretend like we do due process and follow some constitutional or uh, or um, you know common law type of uh, procedures. Yeah, yeah but reading that long. The one. university yeah. is not designed to do that, so they kind of like avoid any uh, what you call public. Uh, relations problems like you know they want to control any damage and that's it right which yeah. is why like um it's apparently like the university counselor who not told the people in the university that that is what was going to happen so like like you know like there's not even like any consideration or whatnot and i was yeah. i was so shocked to hear about it and i was like 
So if let's say something happens and then like for example, right? Like you go home with the girl and then you see something and you don't like it and you leave where the girl feels offended and then she can kind of make it into like a rape the next day where you didn't do anything but let's say you just leave because you saw something and something happened you just left and she can take the rejection and kind of flip it on you right oh, and yeah. I, in my head i can see like so many ways that this mm. can go wrong I, and i, I also miss that that is happening i saw firsthand i was i was in the united states army and uh luckily we had roommates uh luckily for the my roommate <laughs> because the situation went down where uh him he he and a female i don't know what they thought i wasn't gone so i don't know and i clearly wasn't gone it was one of those situations where like they knew i was there at least initially and i don't know if they just like forgot that i was there but things or started happening figured you're an Andrew you know CK or, or yeah and they never they never were like hey can you leave <laughs> <laughs> but things started happening um and um the next day uh she accused him of it not being consensual and i guess forgot that i was there like just a wall locker in a bed over uh <laughs> pretending to sleep or trying to you know like all right cool uh-huh. uh, <laughs> good for you buddy and uh i saved i completely saved his ass because the investigators came and were like what happened here and i'm like what the fuck are you guys talking about well, so-and-so says that your roommate raped her. And I'm like, nope, I was here all night. And that definitely didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> so we have another comment um, about in the work environment, uh, women work uh, in, in this, in Keith's case, this is the case. Women work in a male-dominated environment all the time. They're traveling, working together 16, 20 hours a day, no problem. Yeah, I think she's going back to your um, – SK, your friend who uh, said that he does the training and travels all over. Yeah, and w- I, I just want to see. Yeah, there's the, again, that's that whole eighty twenty thing. There's because what we talk, what we're trying to say about backlash is that there are people out there now that are because of what we've been inundated with, or um, with the news and with well, the I- accusations. There are people now. Make, make probably and i'm making hard decisions to say well this woman is way more qualified than this dude but i don't want to hire any women because i don't want to be accused of and something, then we're yeah. not talking about just this country there's there are countries with different labor laws all over the all over the place but this movement is causing that to happen and it does suck we agree with you keys that's that sucks it is ridiculous it sucks for the the person hiring too because it's like damn i could have had the better person for the job but you know, now the boss is like, there's kind of a, there's kind of a, I'm not going down like that. Right. Uh, yeah. So Which yeah, is sad. it's being, we're, we're all being put in very tenuous situations. Yeah. That, then there's another situation that happened with another uh, colleague of mine who used to work together. And now he hits up another company and uh, he works there. Right. And this situation is kind of crazy. So, uh, one of the female colleagues under under his team, uh, she took uh, three months off for maternity leave, right? Okay. And then when she came back, she received, uh, they paid for the holidays, uh, holidays, no, no, the leave. And then they paid also another one month more after that. So it's in total four months, right? And okay. then when she came back, they, they actually... Uh, you know, when it comes to the year-end bonus, they gave her like lower bonus compared to all the people in her team. 
Okay. And then she complained against him, saying that they did that because uh, he is sexist. But his thinking behind it was that okay, you work uh, eight months of out of twelve months, right? Right. And I saw what you did eight months, and somebody who did twelve months out of twelve months, they can't be the same. Uh, they can't get the same amount of money as what you are getting. You should get less because you did two thirds of the work. Number one. Number two. They had twelve months worth of growth, while you were you only had like eight months worth of growth. Yeah, yeah. But she came in, and then number. Uh, so the few ways that he explained to me that I I see the uh, I see his point, where you say number one, nobody's supposed to know what other people's bonuses are. That is number one. Yes. That means that she looked at it and she assumed automatically that. Okay, I'm getting less compared to let's say another friend of mine. So I'm well, getting less because well, I'm she a she she assumed or discussed it with somebody, right? Yeah, but then yeah. she can tell like, oh, this male got this, this male got this, this male got this, and I'm a female, I got less, and I only took off to uh, as a maternity leave, not like to go like on a vacation or something like that. So that was an argument, right? And he he was telling me while we we're having drinks, right? He told me that. That that was completely crazy. He did not even see that happening, and that kind of complaint come I in. The HR call him and ask him about it, and all this kind of stuff. Well, right? and, and and he also explained to me there's no way for him to give the exact same amount of bonus as somebody else who worked while she was away. Right, and the and the flip to that would be I would ask, uh, how does she know what everybody else got? <laughs> how the hell do you know what everybody got in bonuses? You know, that's uh. You're being sneaky. There was that. There was that big movement. I don't know, two or three years ago, about um, everybody should know uh, what everybody else's salary is. That levels the playing field. And I'm like, no, no, man. I mean, I, I'll just say this. I agree with it in for my company because I run mine differently than most people. There's a. I don't have day laborers. I have skilled people that are skilled as I am. So we all split part of that. Part of that to me is the argument against an hourly wage Mm -hmm. because employee A's hour of work may not be the same quality as employee B. That's right. Um, I mean, look at, look at this podcast. I'm sitting here fucking around and you're doing all the pushing. Like he's just (laughs) fucking off the whole time. Fucking off the whole time. So yeah, my, uh, my quality work with this, it just doesn't equate. (laughs) So I get it. <laughs> we make jokes. Yeah, so that's another thing that can happen if you work with females as well. Sometimes they can look at a problem or they can look at something and then not rationalize it but think that oh, I'm a female, that's why I'm being oppressed. But well, not. it's it's not it's not just the, to be fair, that's not just a female problem. That could be anybody that sees themselves as a victim. Mm-hmm. Uh or a a uh whatever you want to call it, protected class protected, or whatever. Whatever. Anybody who's um, entitled, whether it's it's a racial thing or an ethnic thing or a religious thing, you know, yep. if they're if they're, I think it comes from any group of people, um, that constantly gets told that someone's oppressing them or that they're a victim, um, leads to that mentality of well, it's obviously because of this. Well, no, maybe. You did shit work this year. <laughs> you know? Right. Besides the pregnancy. Maybe 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 your uh you know, your eight months of work or whatever didn't live up to uh 
the eight no, months just that the, someone else like put said, in. Just the fact there was eight months here and you know twelve months here. Yeah, that's why. So like then the HR investigated and that became like a case for like is it sixty days or ninety days? And then they decided, yeah, that's not a valid thing to escalate. Right. Of course, uh, by that time, you said like you know it was so uh, like you know you cannot you cannot lead someone who's doing that kind of thing. So they changed her to a different team. Well, and he was yeah. like, yeah, I, I I was completely okay with her. Like we were working well together and all this, but this is what happened. Right. And I was so amazed by it as well. I was like, if I'm taking four months off for some personal reason, and I get paid full salary throughout the four months, and I'm also getting bonus for that particularly, I'll be so happy. Right. Yeah, and especially with the bonus, the bonus comes from a not just doing the work, the minimum, but work. conceivably going above and beyond right. what the minimum expectation was. So if you're not even there for the whole year to get a bonus at all, I I would be like, Oh, thank you, Jesus. Yep. <laughs> you know? And and you know what's the best thing? Like I know um in uh, because he, he works in a bank, right? So most banks they left like uh health insurance and health uh, services and all that. So like when you are pregnant, you can completely claim the whole thing. Like meaning right. you can claim or you can go to any of the panel company and whatnot. So he's like, Yeah, you're getting so much from the company from so many different ways and why would you say that i want to cut you because you are a female right yeah right so that that's another thing that i noticed that sometimes as you said like they think they're they're being treated differently it's a victim mindset but it's easier if you're a female because it's kind of accepted like people don't question you like if a guy well, comes to me and say something like this i'll be like bro i like let's talk about this Right, but if right. a girl tells me right. this, I think I'll be the only weird one out. Would be like, yo, let's talk about this. But most which people is, would be like, yeah, yeah. Which is one of the t- the twisted things of the feminist movement. The whole, uh, you know, on the f- modern at, at least movement. what they what they would put forth is that they're going for equality, when what they're really going for is to make women feel like victims so that they can get away with something like that. Um, you know, well, um, SK. We would love to hang out and talk with you all night. All night. But, or all day if it's, I forget what time's on your end, but uh, whichever applies <laughs> it's to you. in the morning. <laughs> um, uh, but we we do have to get moving on uh, the rest of our show. Um, yeah. Oh, so just for fun. So everybody watching and listening, do you want to hear a voice from the future? <laughs> yeah. All right. SK, say something. Hello, hi guys. Voices from the future. Literally, it's like oh, because he's further ahead. Right, 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 right. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, we are literally time traveling right now. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Fucking amazing, bro! (laughs) It's amazing rock we live on. Uh, well, (laughs) um, before we let you go, though, I eat crap. I want to. I want to thank you (laughs) for coming on. And uh want to give you the opportunity to uh uh plug whatever you got going on. Obviously one man's opinion is the po- name of the podcast, right? Yep. Okay. Uh and we've got we'll, we'll put a link to that in the description. Um but anything else that you want to plug as far as websites or social media or whatever? Yeah, not not really. I just want people to understand that uh not all males uh with bad intentions so like especially if you're in a corporate situation or in business 
maybe think twice before you judge a male. I just brought up all these kind of things to highlight to people that these are the things that as males we are thinking about. I'm not saying we always been good, but I'm saying that there's a huge chunk of us who are actually good who are stuck in these situations. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, thank you so much. It's it's uh, it's been a pleasure, and we'll uh, we'll definitely chat with you again. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks, thanks. All right, thank, thank you. you. Hope you guys are just tuning into us. This is uh, Eric and Trevor of Man Tools. It's not. We we were told we needed to uh, announce who we are. And you just heard SK from One Man's Opinion Podcast. So uh, definitely check out that podcast wherever you get your um, content. Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, I'm trying to find that. I hosts, was trying to cover time. The hosts scene. There we go. I was, I was covering some time there so you Jeez. can find your buttons. <clears throat> um. So I guess uh, that brings us to an impasse, um, and it kind of depends on what where we want to go next. Do you want to get into like the news I, or I the sports, say, the history, or oh, what? Man, I think we need to do our halfway point, our mid our mid roll tool of the week. It's about that time. Well, let's do that. Uh, of course, the tool of the week, as always, is brought to you by EXO Auto Works, and I am going to pull up the stuff that we read for them. Right now, here we go. Um, EXO is the <laughs> or this one. There we go. There you uh, go, buddy. <laughs> EXO. Uh, as always, we are brought to you by our friends at EXO Auto Works, which is Colorado Springs' home of the thirty-dollar synthetic blend oil change. Uh, EXO knows that finding the problem is the first step to getting your car right, which is why EXO provides diagnostics at no charge. In most cases, they do fleet services, fluid services, repair services, and much more. And they also sponsor our tool of the week. That's right. Which this week is this motherfucker. (laughs) Uh So if you uh, live in Michigan, which I'm not sure how much of our audience does, uh, you would have seen a Joe Biden campaign ad where this fellow, uh, let me get down to this. Yeah, this guy, they're depicting um, the CEO. I can't find see it now. Yeah, I'm trying to find his name. God damn it. Um, no, they don't have video of the ad in this story. I'm no. sorry, I did poorly they, picking the. I thought they did. They story. might have pulled it because I thought I watched the thing. That's what I thought too. Anyway, so that what? The... Uh, hang on, I'm gonna find this. No matter what I have to do, no matter what he has to do. So anyway, tool of the week. Here's what happened. Joe Biden depicted a uh, the CEO of a very, very prominent brewery. As a poor little <clears throat> well, here's here's the problem. So the guy the guy goes in this ad and says, "Oh, my bar's failing, and I don't know what to do." Uh, first off, it's because <laughs> it's because of uh, <clears throat> wherever you stand in politics. I don't really know how you can lean to the left right now. Uh, 
but I, I mean, it's due to dress left. It's 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 due to the policies of Democratic politicians in Michigan that his bar is failing. It's not because of anything that a Republican has done, and it certainly is not because of the fucking president. Uh, I mean, he sets policy at a very high level mm-hmm. that, for the most part, end up being. Uh, under our system of government guidelines that state and local officials can fucking blow off and oftentimes do. (laughs) Yep. So if anyone's telling you that you can't have your bar open, it is not the president. It's your governor and mayor. Yeah. It's your local (laughs) government. Um, But I'm going to see if I can, I want to find the video to this uh, because it is um, pretty ridiculous. This dude, This dude, video, I know. Damn it! I'm sure if we get this, uh, this dude who who, yes, he does own this bar in Michigan, uh, and it is failing apparently. Uh, what he fails to mention though is that he actually is a millionaire outside of this because of uh, some tech investments. And again, I hope we can find the video because it's, uh, no, of course not. They pulled it, man. Yeah. YouTube and Google. Yeah. They pulled it. You want to talk about tech censorship? There it is. Well, we'll, we'll read some of this article, I guess, uh, since it won't show us the video. Um, the Biden campaign put out this ad in Michigan, uh, that depicts a tech CEO as being a struggling bar owner. So the bar is struggling and he does own it. But outside of the bar, he has plenty of money to just dump it in there and keep the bar afloat if he felt like or do whatever he wants. He is literally the definition of independently fucking wealthy. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so this bar in Michigan is called the Blind Pig. Uh, the owner, because he's really the tool of the week. Uh, I want to find this dude's name. Once popular. Joe Malcone. There you go. Uh, Malcoon has blamed his business's economic downturn on Trump's COVID-19 response. For 50 years, the blind pig has been open and crowded, but right now it's an empty room, he says in the one-minute ad showing an empty venue. This is the reality of Trump's COVID response. Um, no. N- no. <laughs> no. I don't know of any executive order from the federal government that has shut down. No. Anything business-wise, no. uh, they've made they, they've put out guidance and made recommendations, but it's but all been up to governors and mayors. Governors and mayors. Uh, this douche canoe, Joe, <clears throat> uh, is a huge supporter of Governor Whitmer, who, by the way, in Michigan, uh, recently, the I forget if it was the Michigan Supreme Court or a federal court over the states, and it doesn't matter. A court ruled that her um, crazy executive orders and emergency powers should have ended like six months ago. Um, They're not supposed to be permanent. They're supposed to be very temporary. There's a very finite window in which governors should be able to, even in an emergency, Mm -hmm. should be able to just exercise this carte blanche that they've all been exercising, including our own tyrant, Polis. which, by the way, I guess uh, there's there's been a court order for him that uh, uh, his restrictions on religious assemblies yep. are unconstitutional. 
so churches can open up regardless of what that motherfucker says. So if you need me to come to your bar and perform <laughs> church services, just put I'm, on a, I'm just a put pastor. Put on a collar I'm and a call it no, Blood I'm of Christ. I'm a registered <laughs> pastor of the First Church of Rock and Roll, so you let me know. We'll get your um, uh, we'll get your venue packed. So so why is Mr. Joe here? And I want to show I want to show his picture right now for sure. If we can't show the video, let's at least get the picture up there. Uh, this dude Joe, co-owner of the Blind Pig, why is he the tool of the week for being a misleading piece of shit? Because he is trying to make it seem like um, without the Blind Pig, he wouldn't have a source of income, which is completely untrue. untrue. Uh, he would be fine. Now, the other people involved in the business would probably be in some trouble. And if that was his intention, I would applaud him. Sure. But that's not what's happening. He is trying to say <clears throat> that people that have no authority, no... Um, he, he's trying to put the blame on... On the federal Politicians and, and officials that don't have a dog in this particular fight. Um... Of course, as the president of the United States, I'm sure President Trump cares about fucking all of us. N no, he doesn't. No. Wow, you got that. <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, he got... doesn't. I kept a straight face pretty you well for that. Straight face. That was no, amazing. he doesn't. Governor Whitmer in Whitmer in Michigan. She doesn't give a fuck about anybody in Michigan. Uh, here's what's happening. You have one party that. Uh, is responding to a crisis in one way and another that is adamant to keep that party from retaining power. So they are trying to work against them and then twist it to be like, Oh, look what Trump did. Look what the Republicans did. Um, and, the other side and I'm not saying we're not here to say that, you know, Republicans are better than Democrats or vice versa, but they're playing this politics game and trying to get you to fall for all of it. And this guy, uh, <clears throat> who has, again, made his money in the tech industry. Um, I don't know exactly what that means. I guess he invested in a bunch of tech oh, companies when they were on their way up and has done well with that. Uh, and now, as a hobby, mm -hmm. <laughs> owns part of a bar, is what it seems like to me. Uh, goes on this ad for a campaign to say, Look what the other side did, and it's completely dishonest. Um, not just the other side. Look what the 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 next level up in government did that they don't even have the power to have done. It's his own governor and policies that he supports that are killing his industry, and then he's going to come to us and go, "Look what's killing my industry." Uh -huh. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not even really his industry. He made his money in a different oh, industry. <laughs> Multiple levels of douchery. So. Here's Joe, the, you are our tool of the tool week. Of the week. We salute and you. Fuck you, Google, for censoring the video. That's right. <laughs> There's That's... no reason I shouldn't have been able to find that on YouTube. Nope. Uh, and Fox News, I don't know why that wasn't in the article. You could have included the ad in the article. It would have been very easy. Yep. So, Honestly, I think it was at some point because it, it seemed like it, it was. On it. I mean, there's a video here. I guess we can play it and see what it is. That's that other deal. No, it's something else. All something right. else. Uh, spinning on. We talked about um, 
Uh, we talked about the British prosecution guidelines have been changed. We did. Let's talk about Delta Passenger slaps flight oh. attendant. <laughs> this is a, a solid runner-up for Tool of the Week. Uh, <laughs> could have been, definitely could have been um, Tool of the Week. <laughs> and may, maybe this one's better. <laughs> maybe. Now that we have video. Uh <laughs> face. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Ooh. Wow, well now at 11, a flight attendant assaulted. The confrontation began with a pair of passengers refusing to buckle their seatbelts and put on their face masks on a Delta flight set to take off from Miami to Atlanta. Eyewitnesses say the flight attendant had already told the passenger to deplane for refusing to follow crew instructions when the female passenger suddenly slapped that flight attendant across yeah, the face. A number of other passengers yeah, capturing well, the incident on their cell phone. This is a bad Security angle. Was to deal with There's the another angle that from the over the flight attendant's the flight shoulder that I saw earlier. Hours. And, Hello, it's, I'm Mark Brown. and you can hear it. more great ABC7 content <laughs> is by a clicking the subscribe button for our YouTube channel. Um, down- yeah, so, uh, yeah, this this altercation was, uh, uh, they keep saying masks. I don't know about that. I do hear in some of the videos I've seen uh, something about seatbelts. Yeah. <clears throat> which, like, there, there's you, no arguing there. There's no arguing that one. Um, and let's be honest. Once you're on a an aircraft in this country your your whole uh, there's a constitution and all that just goes out the fucking window you don't have any you you can say that that's not the way it should be okay you you, you're welcome to argue that uh the way it is is that once you're on there that pilot is a fucking dictator Mm -hmm. those flight attendants are the ss yep and that's (laughs) it and you better fucking fall in line or you're not flying on that flight. That's right. <laughs> that is exactly right. Regardless of COVID or any of that stuff, that's that's how that works. Yep. <laughs> you want to buck that system? You're you're not flying. No. You, you don't get to go. You walk. I dare you. Yeah. Go ahead. I think this flight was like from Atlanta to California. So good luck. Good luck with that walk. All right, there's no time. There's no time. We have to hurry, hurry, hurry. Let's get into some his... His story. All right. There's some good shit in there today, this week. So this week in his history, uh, let's see, October 22nd, 1962, the uh, United States revealed that Soviet, bleh, revealed Soviet missile sites in Cuba to the world. They had known about it for a little while, uh, at least in the super secret government levels. Um, President Kennedy ordered a naval and air blockade on further shipment of uh, military equipment to Cuba. And following a confrontation that threatened nuclear war, finally, Kennedy and Khrushchev agreed on October 28th uh, to a process to end the crisis. And eventually, on November 2nd, Kennedy reported that uh, Soviet missile bases in Cuba were being dismantled. So everyone eventually stood down. But uh, 
For those that lived through it, it was fucking scary. <laughs> right? <clears throat> um, people, people like, left cities. Oh, yeah. And droves. Yeah. It was crazy. Which is silly, because from, from Cuba, they could reach basically yeah, anywhere. Everywhere in the United States. <laughs> um, All right, ladies. This one's for you. There you go. October 24th, 1916. Henry Ford, a uh, leader of his time. Uh, awarded equal pay to women in his factories. All right, so see, guys, we figured this shit out in 1916. We shouldn't be arguing about it now. Now, I mean, he did say Hitler was kind of right on with the Jew thing later, but... (laughs) Equal pay for women, 1916. Equal pay for women. He was behind. (laughs) Listen. German always works. Yeah. Uh, October 25th. You can't be right all the time about everything, right? Uh, October 25th. Clock's right twice a day, bro. (laughs) 1960. Martin Luther King Jr. uh, was sentenced to four months in jail for a sit-in. And the reason why I picked this was that that was a peaceful protest. Yes. No rioting. No breaking anything. Um, he just sat where he wasn't supposed to and not in the middle of the road. This was in, uh, if I recall correctly, lunch counters that were supposed to be white only. They went ahead and sat down and said, can I have some lunch? They went, no, fuck off. There's the colored lunch counter. And he went, no, I want to be served here. Served right here. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, wouldn't leave. They called the cops. The cops arrested him. He didn't fight the cops when they showed up. He wanted to make the statement of. Uh, this is fucked up, but I'm going to, mm-hmm. I don't want to quite say obey. No. That's a little. Maliciously comply. Maliciously comply. There you go. Perfect. Yep. Maliciously comply okay. with, with the police, mm-hmm. but not with the, uh, segregation. Right. So, um, times have changed a little with the so-called civil rights movement. <laughs> That's all I'm. Pointing out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll move on. <laughs> Moving on to... October 26th, 1881. Uh, I always love this week in history. <laughs> three of the Earp brothers and Doc Holliday, uh, of course, are involved in a shootout with the Clantons and McClowries at the OK Corral in Tombstone, Arizona. Of course, a great movie mm-hmm. was made out of that. Starring uh, Kurt Russell and and many other Sam people. Elliott. Sam Elliott, yes. Bill Paxton. Uh, Bill Paxton. Val um, Kilmer. That other guy. That other dude. <laughs> uh, uh, the the awesome Quaid that's not insane. The <laughs> Dennis un- Quaid. There you go. The uninsane Quaid. Um, yeah. Right. Those are some mustaches. <laughs> No, no, I'm sorry. Dennis Quaid was in the uh, Kevin Costner Wyatt Earp movie. Wyatt Earp movie. Yeah. Anyways, Tombstone, you should watch it. And and the Kevin Costner Wyatt Earp. They're both all right. Um, let's see. October. On to another good actor. 27th. <laughs> yes. 1988. President Ronald Reagan decided to tear down a... Uh, U.S. Embassy that was under construction in Moscow 
because they found Soviet listening devices were being built into the structure. Uh, so yeah, they were like, no, let's, let's not use that building. Yeah. And we'll there's, a, there's an image of, uh, I guess roughly the point where Reagan was hearing back from his intelligence people about the stuff they were finding in the not even finished building. And he was like, no, we're good. Let's, <laughs> let's get out of there. And we're done. <clears throat> um, let's see. October 28th. 1904, St. Louis police uh, try a brand new investigation method known as taking fingerprints. Probably something that was looked at as fucking witchcraft. I know, right? <laughs> you know, before that. Wait, they're all different? They're all different. You can tell people apart by this? Uh, yeah. So uh, that has been this week in his story. And I believe that brings us to the end of our show. No, nah, let's do the quick sports. Okay, there's we'll only do three. Some, we'll do sports. Yeah, Maybe there's sports. only three. That's, 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 there's so much fun right. stuff in it today. We'll slide into some sports. <laughs> All right, so this week in sports, we have some strongman to start things off. Uh, two two things in the world of strongman. First, we go to uh, some attempts in the uh, log lift world record. Uh, being covered by a Lawrence Shawley, retired British strongman. Uh, let's take a look. Unfortunately, a little bit of sad news to start with. Rob Kearney going for the American record. He was trying to take his American record up by almost 10 pounds. He was attempting 484 pounds, 220 kilos. He had a first attempt, got pretty close, couldn't quite, with his split jerk technique, it really needs to either go or, or it tends not to happen at all. Yep. He, he couldn't quite get it high enough to get his head through and, and get under the, the log. Came back for a second attempt. By the way, and unfortunately, it looks like he's torn his tricep. Really, really devastating for Rob. Unfortunately, these things happen in Strongman. He's such a a tough, mentally strong character. I know he's going to be back, but without question, he's going to be massively devastated and disappointed right now. But we send him our best wishes. Rob is a a good friend of so many of the Strongmen, and I know from experience what it's like to to suffer with those injuries. He's no doubt going to go home. He's going to bury his head in some ice cream he'll be disappointed for tonight and then tomorrow he's going to wake up start focusing on what he needs to do to get the the tricep fixed and plan his comeback but without question rob will be back and he'll be getting that record at some point next year now luke stoltman has been pretty quiet about his log lifting in training recently and i really wasn't sure what to expect especially it's not really been that long since his first attempt at this world record so First time round, he went straight for the record as well during his warm-ups. And uh, for those that don't know, a few weeks back, Graham Hicks took the British record up to 220 kilos. And as good friends as these guys are, there's that friendly rivalry as everyone wants to prove that they are the best in their nation. Um, and Hicksy has been claiming that he's the strongest presser. And it's something Luke is, is kind of proud to, to try and claim for himself. And he wanted an attempt at that today. 
So, how did he get on? First attempt with Luke, 190 kilos. Now, bear in mind, 190 kilos not that long ago was what I held as the British yeah. record. No He's using it as a warm-up, and he made it look extremely easy. One thing with Luke is his, his technique is absolutely spot on. Perfect, clean of the log. He keeps in position. He keeps the log nice and high up on the clavicle. And then lots of leg power to, in the drive. Lots of shoulder and tricep power to finish the rep off. And he made 190 look effortless. His next attempt, or his first proper attempt, was 211 kilos. Now, if I'm honest, this wasn't as good as I was expecting. For when I was comparing his lifts from the first time round uh, compared to today's lifts, it wasn't as good. Technically, didn't quite look as good as well. Maybe the log just came away from him slightly, and it's these little tiny factors that make a difference yeah, with cool. these huge weights. So after seeing that, I didn't even think he was going to have a, a crack at the, the British record. How wrong I was. He came back with 221 kilos and he was fired up. You don't often see this from Luke. Wait, he wait, was wait. so pumped Judge up for this, really there. letting his emotions his kind of out. He, he, he lifted the log absolutely brilliant. It was such a beautiful lift. Got the down from Zadrunas like, and he just let out the emotion. And, by the way, <laughs> Zadrunas said it in a full competition. Like they were doing events all day. Yeah. Uh, these guys are just going in, doing that, doing the log to try to set the record. <laughs> so <laughs> you could see how much it meant to him, and it's one of the reasons I love watching Luke. He just lets us in to that personality. He, you know, he celebrated, and it was a, it was a big, big lift for him. He wanted to prove he's the best log lifter in the UK right now. I know a certain Mr. Hicksey will be back to, to challenge him. Those two are going to keep pushing this British record and I believe the world record up and up and up. The world record, though, wasn't to be for Luke today. He came back and he said himself, I mean, a couple of things he said in the interview afterwards, and it was a few things I picked up on before even the attempt. Firstly, probably too close to the attempt last time round. And with World's Strongest Man in the background, I believe that will kind of have been his main focus. And on top of that, he had to cope with his fr seeing his friend Rob. They're, they're, they're competing at the same time. They could see each other through the videos. Unfortunately, hearing the bad news about Rob just before you've got to go and lift a world record, it's not ideal. And unfortunately... He didn't really get that close this time around. I think he, yeah. he put everything into the British record. It was such a good lift. Like I said, I wasn't so convinced with the lift before at 211 kilos, but the 221 was just a beautiful lift. And I think he just put everything into that. And to be quite honest, I think it was a smart thing to do. First time round where he, he kind of just went from the world record. And he, he did. He got so close. Well, Stop that and see if there it. are more. I don't know if there are more athletes attempting. I'm going to kind of speed through this. Doesn't look like it. All right. I didn't think so. Uh, moving on to the world deadlift record. Uh, people are trying to top the 500 kg record from uh, <clears throat> um, uh, the beast. Eddie Hall uh, was set of was that two years ago, I want to say. And then um, last year we covered uh, – the mountain breaking uh -huh. that, uh, although it was criticized because it was just in a gym and on, you know, right. Streaming and it wasn't in a contest. Uh, whatever you want to say about that, that seems to be the kind of reality that we live in now for some of these sporting events. 
Uh, so let's take a look at the attempts at breaking that with a, uh, I believe they're going for 502 kg. Come back and smash these numbers. Rauno, totally different approach. He went 375, then he went 425, and then he let even go for, for the big numbers. And he decided then he'd go for 455. Little bit of a, I mean, it's a tactical, you know, it's a tactical move. And the one thing you have to understand is these guys were paid extra for whoever pulled the most on the day. So I think Rauner was looking at that. He was hoping, I think he was hoping that even would go for the big jump. And um, he just went in for the safer pull. Still a huge pull, a thousand pounds, 455. Pulled it reasonably well. There was no way he was pulling 502 that day, but um, takes the win. Unfortunately, no record for the, the open deadlift. Um, still belongs to um, Hafthor Julius Bjornsson. And I know some of you out there will say it still belongs to Eddie Hall. That's a, a debate for a different day. <laughs> yeah. But those two are the greatest deadlifters on the planet right now still. And I'm looking forward to seeing, hopefully soon, deadlifts in competitions, deadlift for max in competitions, uh, logs for max in competition, Full competitions. Oh, yeah. I want to oh, see fans yeah. back yeah. watching. Obviously, we've got kind of a little bit of time to go before we see that. But it yeah. sounds like there's things that are improving. Keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> Next time round, we can be doing these events in live big shows. With thanks, Lawrence. Now for the strongest <laughs> man you've ever seen. For uh, this is called. This is. I don't know, chair, chair. This is called the diabetes transfer. Di diabetes. Diabetes Roddy. Kung Fu. Kung Fu Beatus. Just, oh. Oosh. Oh. Oh, my God. Ah. Oh. Oh. Oh, Wait, God. Why is it the same guy? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, look at, oh, it hurts so bad. Oh, I'm not going down like a bitch. Have you ever seen. Oh, my God. There's a great. Oh, I should nope. see if I can. Here goes. Him. Oh, get him with the leg. Sweep the leg. Oh yeah, yeah. Get him. Put your finger in him. Do it. No, Trevor. What are you doing? Sorry. Oh, finger him. <laughs> There's a video where one of these bullshit artists who believes their own bullshit uh, takes on somebody that's not really fucking around. <laughs> Dude, this, yeah, this guy's a fucking turd. Because every once in a while they do that. They're like, oh no, I can prove. You know. And they've just been surrounded by yes men like this guy. Um, it's just it's too lazy to stand up. Yep, he got him. Some serious moves. That guy's amazing. Amazing. No, he's not coming right up. I'll have to dig that. Well, we'll have to find one of those. There's, there's, there is an epic one of these where. <laughs> Where one of these types that does the just like they just kind of lay hands on you and you're oh, uh, oh 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 and the people that are in on it do you know uh -huh. play along, uh, but they they start believing their own bullshit like a cult leader yeah um and then, they, and then there's and then there's a video where they're where where there's some kind of challenge between one of these assholes and somebody that really knows what they're doing and is not playing along, and this dude. One of these guys, like the chair guy, just gets fucking wrecked because <laughs> this dude is not doing the, oh, you touch my shoulder and I, oh, you know, yep. and that's what he's expecting because yeah. he has been, he has trained oh, himself. it's all spiritual and it's all, you know, pressure points yeah. and just touching, yeah you know, and that's not what 
Oh That's God. not real life. I'm going to find some of these. <laughs> I just want to sit there and watch them all night. Oh, God. What, what, we can do a uh, sports spectacular next week. We can do a week, sports maybe. spectacular. We'll find that. some of that. What the hell would that be called? I, well, I, I found uh, a cursory YouTube was fake martial arts exposed in fight. But a lot of these, the one I'm thinking of is not what I'm seeing right off. Uh... So, Bullshit Aikido Master versus real UFC MMA Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. That would be scary. So we'll uh we'll save that for next time when I can find a proper like what I really want. See, I'm seeing the other and not cool... and not chat it up to <laughs> the thing and then it's like, oh no, that's not what I'm seeing. It's yeah, that might be it. Maybe. <laughs> oh, ads. Of course. Death by commercials. Yeah, that's why I stopped using YouTube for our videos and started downloading them. Oh man. This might be it. Let me uh just... let me try this. Here. We'll, uh, see if it works. <laughs> Yeah, so this is the bullshit artist. Oh yeah, stand on your toe. Yeah. Let's see if I can get it up to you when they face each other. Fantasy. Oh yeah, he's got five guys falling down. Oh no no, they don't fight each other though. This is No, that just shows them separately doing their thing and and says fantasy and reality. Yeah, that's not what I want. I wanted to see the dude get his fucking ass handed to him <laughs> by the real deal. Anyways, we'll uh, we'll dig some of that up for next week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Rather than on the air, just Google search stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's like a real podcast. Almost. <laughs> Street. MMA fighter exposes fake Brazilian jiu-jitsu purple belt and a cop. And a cop? Oh. Bad deal. <clears throat> I do like seeing that stuff where... Yeah. I do, yeah. It's like, oh, I have I have learned the way of, you know... Of, touch foo. Of touch foo. <laughs> yeah, fucking guys. And then some, some dude comes in his wreck shot. Well, speaking of Wrecking Shop, that's it for our show. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Um, we'd like to thank our sponsors, obviously, um, EXO Auto Works and Harmonic Studios and Madrid Maintenance. Thanks for watching and or listening, and please check us out on the webs, the webers, the webs at the following, mantoolsmedia.com, all the social media at mantoolsmedia. Patreon.com slash Media. Again, patronage has started only $2 a month. Gumroad.com slash Media for all of our premium and a la carte content. If you guys would like some really cool Mantools merch, like I said, we've gotten several comments on, on this merch already from us getting it in. It's over at mantoolsmedia.redbubble.com. And we have our new mask which are super New awesome. Fitted three layer. I don't know. They Whatever. Awesome. I need to order one. I need a new one too. Mine, uh, mine died, but, uh, look, I'm virtual signal, virtue signaling. 
Uh, I believe uh, Zach ordered his um, uh, male privilege checklist okay. T-shirt. That's a good one. So, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be awesome. If you guys please check out our merch, it helps us uh, keep rolling and doing all of this uh, fake kung fu. <laughs> We should have a fake podcasters versus real podcasters beat off. Well, I mean, jerk off. I, I mean, know. face off. I don't know how that would work. <laughs> well, you just push buttons over there and it would yeah. all go to hell. And then yeah. theirs would look really awesome. <laughs> I think we could hear uh, them. And I don't like us. that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> I don't think that's a fun game. We go, hello, hello, can you hear us? And they're like, ha! Ah! <laughs> game over. Whatever. I love you, buddy. You do a good job over there pushing buttons. <clears throat> buttons aren't toys. No. So thank you guys for watching and or listening, and we will see you next week. Same man time, same man channel. Good night, everybody. And credits.
Today with Amazon Business, Shannon Stuckey of Walburn Woodworking helped her team buy 63 circular saws. Okay, Andy, take it easy. Now she uses her time to focus on growing something big. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Visit Amazon Business, your partner for smart business buying.